episode 29. We got Gary, or is it Jerry? It's G-A-R-R-Y. How do you say that? I went Gary. Uh, it has to be Gary, but I feel like you're getting fancy. It's like calling Joe Dirt Dierte. Yeah. Uh, of course, I'm it's dumb. It's like spelling Jeff with a G. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm just dumb redneck, so maybe you pronounce it some other way, but it's uh, uh, episode 29, Gary Kitchens, Super Battle Tank, War in the Gulf. Which it really just says Super Battle Tank War in the Gulf, but then Gary Kitchen finds the need to want to put his name right on the top of it. So And then the main title. Yeah, yeah, and he's got a couple more other yeah. Gary Kitchen things out there. Uh, you want to hear what the back of this box is, Josh? Yeah, what's the back of the box? All right, so I'm going to go down, and there's some bullet points at the bottom, so that, that there's oh, everything yeah, got to make yeah. that point. Uh, brace yourself for one of the most realistic, authentic military gameplay experiences ever. Exclamation point. Uh, yep, y'all have that exclamation in point. In Super Battle Tank, War in the Gulf, you're an Allied Forces tank commander in charge of the awesome M1A1 Battle Tank Armored Warfare Champion of the Armored Warfare Champion of Desert Storm. At your disposal is all the state-of-the-art weaponry that gives the M1A1 its fearsome reputation. Smoke grenades, 7.6mm machine guns, 120mm armor-piercing shells controlled by a laser rangefinder, and to the into that power a first person out of tank view blistering sound effects and spectacular graphics and you'll feel like you're right at the core of the persian gulf war i feel like there's a rhyme there there it is i feel like a rap should come out (laughs) anyways uh so here we get our bullet points actual operation desert storm military maneuvers recreate the experience of the 100 hour war there's 10 action-packed missions Take on the Soviet-made M1 Mi-24 HIND helicopters, T-62 tanks, and Scud launchers. You could just call them Hans. Well, I, I thought about it, but then I, I, it's an HIND. <laughs> uh, receive briefings from the Allied Forces commander. Digitize graphics for extra extraordinary realism. Digitize stereo sound effects and sampled music score. So. Uh, there's that. Yep. So, uh, Josh, this was kind of early on, uh, released in 92. Okay. Uh, I've got a couple facts here about the developer I'm going to save for the fun fact part, just because it's kind of petty, but I like petty. Like, I appreciate <laughs> holding grudges and stuff, and so I feel like there's a little hurt feelings there, and uh, I didn't really have many fun facts uh, to go with it, so I'm going to hold out a little bit, because it was uh, developed and published by Absolute Entertainment. It was released on the Genesis, the Game Gear, the Game Boy, the Super Nintendo, and the Game Boy uh, Advance. Uh, it might actually be a Master System instead of Genesis. It was one of the Segas. Uh, strange thing was, uh, even though it was released in 92 on most of them, uh, the Game Gear released this game in 2001, almost, what, nine years after yeah. it came out. And uh, 11 years after it, uh, Game Boy Advance uh released it but they put it under a different name it's called operation armored liberty but uh that was kind of strange for a game to that is that's very strange i mean you know we're in the world of re-releases and hd remasters uh uh you don't typically think of uh i guess what i would call just a tank simulation game you don't yeah tank battles i mean if you're giving me a HD remaster of a tank sim game. I want Scorched Earth or something like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, which I guess it was tank thing, but it just been cannons. I don't know. Uh, 
So Absolute Entertainment was in the game for a while. They, uh, I think it was 86, it said they were formed. Uh, but they pretty much did games from the Atari up to the Genesis and Super Nintendo. Uh, they got absorbed uh, really not too much farther after this game was released. I think it was in the same year they were absorbed by another uh, company, and then they uh, ended up going bankrupt, I think it was in 96 or whatnot. But Gary Kitchen was one of the uh, you know main guys that had moved over and started the company. I think a lot of those guys jumped ship, went to Skyworks, which did some decent stuff. Uh, but uh, I'm going to leave out the uh, part about the fun facts, and it has to do with the name of Absolute Entertainment. Okay. So uh, it does kind of sound like Absolute Entertainment and Prestige Worldwide yeah. presents the Catalina Wine Mixer or yeah, something that's like all I was that. About to say. But uh, uh, I guess we're just going to kind of go down on what this game is, and uh, you correct me if I'm wrong, Josh. Uh, it's a single player tank simulation game. That's what I would classify it as. Uh, it basically says, and I don't know the details, uh, but from what I've seen, I know they give it a, a the exact make of the tank. They just call it an Abrams tank. What's the difference between an Abrams and Sherman? I know I watch all these things on YouTube, the military recreate. There's a hundred things different. It's a tank. Yeah. To, to tank. ignorant me, it's a tank. A tank's yeah. a tank. You got a big tank, you got a little tank. You got that tank that's fucking shit up. You got this tank that's running the hell away. You know, like to me, it's just tanks, you know. Uh, so you're basically uh, completing Desert Storm missions. So uh, basically, you're kind of first person cockpit view of a tank, and uh, you're battling other tanks, minefields, scud launchers, aircrafts. And uh, boy, this thing uses. Uh, it's got a lot of controls to it. You've got it uses you know, a your, lot of buttons. Your turn to right and left, which is your L and R. You got speed up, or I guess throttle. Then you got reverse. Then you got shoot. I know I'm forgetting some. Then you swap weapons, and you are carrying three weapons: which is smoke grenade, laser grenade, or laser guided rocket, or something. Uh, I guess you actually got more. You've got your normal cannon, and then you got. Machine gun. You I got think it is. normal cannon, machine gun, smoke, and then laser. So uh, I don't think that there is a button that is not used. I can't really remember. Oh, the one I'm forgetting about is B, I think, is the one that brings up the, the overhead over, map. Yeah, overhead map. So uh, there's that. And so basically, uh, as the game starts up, you get briefed on a mission. Uh, and it says, go and destroy these tanks. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It tells you what to go do. Mm -hmm. You get an overhead map. Gives you a slight briefing of like, hey, there's some minefields, yes. or, and and so at that point you just it's seek and destroy. Yeah, and uh, and you do have a fuel gauge on this, uh, and of course I think there's a damage meter, uh, and not to make it seem oversimplified, you go hunt tanks, you yeah. go kill tanks. Sometimes you get tanks that are in clusters. Sometimes you get one running loose. Sometimes you go the wrong direction. You don't know where the hell you're going. And then uh, you run into a minefield. Uh, then you're going all the way to the left, and all of a sudden you pop up on the right. That happened to me a few times. You went around the world. In, in not 90 days, probably 90 seconds. Yeah. So uh, is there anything that I've left out on what the game is, the plot, or anything you want to add, Josh? You're ready to jump in what makes the game. We can jump into it because you covered everything. Okay. Uh, I've got this... In makes and breaks. Okay. And they're different aspects. Okay. But I guess let me let me start that uh, uh, I did like the startup screen. It basically has a tank, 
panning around. I think it shoots at you. Super battle tank. Okay, okay. Getting some tanks, you know. Solid. And, Solid. Uh, so I'm like, all right, you know, I'm okay with this. Now, I, I, I don't know exactly uh, what I expect out of a tank game because I don't really, I don't know that there is a whole lot of tank games out there. There may be. I'm not for sure either. I mean, like, uh, there's World of Tanks now. That's, oh, you're right, you're that's right. That's a free game that you can play. But I did think one thing that I'm going to say that makes and breaks the game, and I'll save the the part that breaks for breaks, is I thought the music and the graphics and the cutscenes, the startups, and the mission briefing, briefings were pretty decent. Nothing to write home about, but I kind of enjoyed it. They were good for 92. Yep. Like I said, they were good for 92. I give you that. And uh, going back to the startup screen, uh, I feel like when you look at the box, it's got that startup screen on it. There is no denying what you're playing. Like, yeah. You're getting it. When you see the cover of that box, it is pretty much, even though you're not like inside the tank or anything, you're like, hey, I wish I was a tank that's getting to go run around and blow up other crap. Uh, that's exactly what you're yeah. doing. And, and so, like, the box, you don't really need that much of a story because the box conveys what the game is you're about to play. Yep. Let's say you look at the box and you know that you're about to be playing a form of a tank tank game. Now, I did put... Uh, controls were about as good as you could expect. I mean... There isn't, just from what we play, there isn't been a whole lot of Super Nintendo games that we play that you map every button. I mean, there's some that map quite a bit. I think Space Megaforce did all of them. Maybe. Mega Man done all of them. But imagine driving a tank with a Super Nintendo controller, and by God, that is about what you got. I, I guess you oh, got the it, authenticity yeah. of it. Uh it was a simulator, that's for sure. So, uh, you know, I'd kind of have controls in the break at part two, but uh, they were about it. I don't know. I have criticism of the controls, but I don't know that I could really do a better job, I guess, is what I would be getting at. I definitely couldn't, because they, they used what was there to make this as realistic as possible. And I'm putting that in parentheses. And overall... I mean, once you got used to the buttons, it was understandable. Like, it really was. Like, there was a few little things here or there that sort of irritated me, but but once you played around with it, you went, oh, that makes sense as to why they had to do it this way. And I think, like, some of the, the flaws when we put in here is, like, flaws that probably most tank games, and I don't know in 1992 how many there exactly was, but... There's complications no matter what system, what controller. Like, it's just the problems that I have, I don't know how you fix them. Is so, like, I, I think you probably did the best with what you could. Yeah, I don't uh, think you could fix them. Like, I mean, now I will say, like, a thing that I did like is uh, it kind of goes together, but you know, in between the missions, you know, it gives you like that kind of shows the manila envelope. It gives you the mission information. It gives you a timestamp. I don't know. It says these are based off real maneuvers. I don't know if it's based off real battles or not. Uh, I can understand if it was a 100-hour war, uh, if that was exact ones because they were kind of boring. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but you had basically had the superior officer out there, and he's barking the orders to you, telling you what's up. I did like that. And you do kind of get a, 
feeling like you're really in the tank, like you're a tank commander, I guess. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're getting the, the Army general or the, the Allied forces uh, superior telling you you're in this tank, there ain't nobody talking to you, there ain't really a whole lot going on other than the, you know, whir of the motor or whatever, you know, as you're traveling. But uh, it does, I mean, with the display around it and all that, you essentially get the feeling like you're in a tank because I don't really know what half the buttons are that's all over the freaking screen. I bet I probably don't know what half of them are if I was sitting in a real tank. Oh, yeah, no. I think that might have been probably the best part was just the feeling like you were actually sitting in a, a cockpit of a tank. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And going back to the whole mission briefing and everything like that, it was a little. It, it was satisfying. You got you got an objective, you completed the objective, and then it came back and it says, "Congratulations, you completed the objective." And then now here's your next one. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it was nice to actually have that little progression. It's just, it was just the little things that made it, you know, fun. I think that uh, for me, this game would have probably been way more fun if I was either just. You know, I'm sure some kids just grow up fascinated by tanks. I mean, they're cool, don't get me wrong, but, you know, uh, or if I was maybe in the service and I've been in a tank, maybe I could appreciate it yeah. a little bit. But uh, other than that, that's all I got that makes the game, Josh. What else do you have? I will I will say this. That, that's it for your make it? That's all I got for my make it, brother. You didn't like to be able to spam your cannon? No, I really didn't. Really? I, I if you couldn't spam that cannon, you would have died. I, I'm glad they gave you a little bit of a help instead of like a real tank. Because a real tank is probably like a... Boo! You're right. Yeah, there wasn't no pulling out a shell and throwing Boom! one in there. It was... Uh, you could rapid fire that bitch as fast as you could slam that button. It was about like shooting a shotgun from your hip over and over with unlimited ammo, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there was like a second delay or half a second delay yeah. in between it. But uh, but there was no like five second reload. No, 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 no. You're you're correct on that. I will say I did enjoy the machine gun. The machine gun was kind of fun. The uh, machine gun was the weapon to use. Uh, it seemed lo- less frustrating out of the the bunch. I did enjoy yeah. that, but there is a finite uh, amount of ammo that you have. Uh, it's not like you can just roll over a landmine yeah. and it says, "Hey, you picked up two mortar shells or nothing yeah, like you that." You can't run over a destroyed tank and scalp and scavenge everything. Yeah, there's so. nothing flashing around like Star Fox where he's like, "Hey, here's a shield or whatever." Here's a bomb. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I get that, but at the same time, like I said I get what they what they do, and. I did. I, I said I, I liked the fact that you could spam the cannon button. That was nice. Okay. I liked the machine gun. The machine gun was the weapon to use for me, anyways, because of the whole aiming system. That's going to be in the break. It. I used my machine gun nonstop until I ran out of ammo, and then I went to my cannon. Yeah, that that was me. That, that and then when I got down to like the last tank, and I was just done with it, I shot my little laser. Yep. Tank, which that was. That was a one shot. Yeah, that's one shot. You hit somebody with it, they go. Yeah. Uh, now that, that that was a fun. One. That was a quick way to end it. But uh, yeah, besides that, I mean, I like to travel to be able to switch over to the overhead map and travel. That the the overhead map traveling made the game playable. One hundred percent made if it playable. If you did not, if you could not travel like that and actually. I will say that when you were traversing, I guess, the ground, uh, 
especially in the overhead map, because you can't really tell when you're in the tank. I mean, it says you're going faster, but you don't really know what direction. I mean, you pull up your map, you see the tanks. Uh, you can't really tell if you're heading in the correct direction, but you can pull the overhead map up and actually steer it in the middle of that. And yeah, that did that, make it, it. made it so, it made it playable. It 100% did. And uh, that part was, that was good. That saved this game. This game, if you had to find tanks blindly or uh, in a first person view, it would have, I couldn't have made it five minutes into this game. It would have just killed me. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't put, it's not my favorite game. Uh, I didn't put as much screen time as I thought I would be able to, just because uh, the like just like my my make it section. There wasn't really a whole lot to it. I, I don't think there was a whole lot to chew on it, making it or breaking it. You know? No, no, no. There was, unless I, I I thoroughly enjoyed. I thought like, I'm I'm using thoroughly loosely here because that's what made the game for me. Like I said, if you did not have those little small things like that. This game would be a real big piece of garbage. What I've got excited about here, though, is I have a feeling that maybe me and you, on the next last episode of the season, may have a different ranking on this game. We probably could. I mean, I can't believe that we have eight straight games that we agree yeah. on. So I've already went ahead and marked mine. On oh, you second. marked yours? I marked mine where okay. I'm going to put it. So, uh, anyways, anything else you want to say that you thought was good about it? Uh I mean, the, the just the little small things. Like I said, it gave you loose on the overhead map. It showed you where the minefields were. It showed you where other enemies were. That was real nice. Because if this was an actual seek and destroy, this would have been a very long, tedious you're, game. You're right on that, too. If there wasn't like a legend on the map showing you all this. Yeah. And I could... Uh, I go ahead and tell you if I chase some tank down, I got blown up by landmines just randomly without knowing it. I would lose my mind. Yeah, unless there was like a detector that could tell you, hey, yeah. like a beeping. I don't know if there's anything like that. Uh, a little, indi- I, yeah. I didn't see it. Like I said, like a little indicator or something like that said, hey, maybe something over the radio saying, hey, uh, possible minefield ahead. Yeah, a little. Hey. I don't think I ever. I didn't hear that, so I don't know I, if it was actually in there. I don't think it was, but that would have been something nice. There would have been. Uh, all right, so we're going to go ahead and jump into what breaks Scary Kitchens, that super battle tank, War in the Gulf. Number one? Well, they I, threw the kitchen at it. Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did. <laughs> the two things I said that make it, there's two things that say break it. The graphics and the music, while it's pretty good in the cutscenes, I didn't think they were that great in the actual gameplay. No. So uh, it was kind of like a basic bitch, is what I would say it as. The HUD. I appreciate what you've done there. Give me a little bit more visual than the little slits. Now, uh, I get it. It's a 1992 game. And if the whole game was kind of like that, I graded on the curve. But I did kind of enjoy the music. I did enjoy the graphics and the cutscenes. It's like maybe if you dumb the cutscenes or the mission scenes out a little bit, uh, it would have made me not notice it perhaps as much. But I was just like, oh, okay, this sucks. It was like... Kind of watching a Super Nintendo startup, and then now I feel like I'm playing a, a really souped-up Atari game. Yeah, yeah it, the the gameplay itself, sounds and graphics, were not that grand. So I've Very got, repetitive. I've got this in there then. I was like, they probably did the best they could with the controls, but I also put it in here, the controls are a freaking mess, I think, in it. <laughs> and, and while I say that, and I put an asterisk, 
is I'm sure that's probably very similar to how the controls are in a real tank. Like, I don't think it's like driving a Mercedes down the road, and I do appreciate that. But even though you kind of get used to it, uh, steering with your r with that, I mean, the first thing I did is I pushed left and my turret's going left. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I'm not spinning. Trying to go, to me, the biggest feat was speeding up, slowing down, uh, and turning left and, and right. turning, engaging in a battle, trying to shoot this dude, this son of a bitch running away. You, dude, I, the, I mean, I'm coming back to the chasing tanks. Oh, okay. There's a whole what, thing on chasing tanks. <laughs> but so it's like, and maybe it's my mind, but it's like, I felt like you, sometimes it was like you were doing three things at one time, which may be the way it is in a real tank when you probably got more than one tank operator, but I did not enjoy that yeah, part. No. I felt like the controls, uh, they were just a fucking mess. They were, and like I said, I, I'm with you on that, that little action. It's like, I appreciate what they've done with their controls and make it as realistic as possible. But, like I said, I mean, the most confusing part was the D-pad. Like, you know how many times I panicked and tried to turn and just the barrel moved? I mean. Well, and I'm not a fan of the weapons that we had. I mean, we, we kind of touched in. They were okay, but also the whole shooting mechanism was pretty bad. Like, I'll go ahead and tell you, I shoot this damn cannon, and I'm watching it, because it looks like it's sending it over the son bitch's head. Yeah. And then he flashes. I'm like, oh, shit. And so then I'm like, boom, 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 yeah. boom. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm wasting ammo, if I'm doing damn damage. Uh, aiming sucked on it, I thought. I wasn't a fan yeah. of the aim. For God's sake. The give me more than one laser weapon or give me more machine gun ammo. I, I agree with the machine gun. I don't agree with the laser weapon because it was a one hit. Uh, it, but I agree with the machine gun. But also, I understand they want it to be as realistic as possible. I keep coming back to that. You're not going to find ammo laying out there for your tank. But you're a video game. Give me some... Uh, if I destroy a tank, give me... An X amount of machine gun ammo and an X amount of cannon, or or give me fuel because I ran out of fuel a lot. Uh, I've got that in here as well. Now here's one thing that I, I was thinking on this. It was like, okay, uh, obviously you can't pick up fuel, you can't pick up weapons. Uh, I wasn't a fan of the weapons that not all the way. We- I mean, it wasn't like they were just god awful, but they were left lacking. They were left but lacking. I kind of felt like maybe. There's one tank that's more bad. Well, first of all, let me just go ahead and say this. We're talking about the realism. Uh, how many cannon shells does a tank shoot to destroy another tank? I don't know. I feel like I hit some of these sons of bitches eight times. Is that enough to kill a tank? I don't know. Okay. I feel like eight probably is. Probably less than that because I feel like these were kind of direct hits. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know how realistic that whole okay. kill thing okay. is. Okay, okay. I watched Fury the other day. There, I know shit ricochets, but you know, at the same time, uh, uh, like say, I'm damn I'm hip a, shooting this cannon yeah. like a motherfucker, I'm and a this hist- guy's still just doing donuts and taking off. I'm a history person. I like watching my history channels, and I've watched the whole airplane dogfight and the tank battles. I, so I've watched little specials that show how much damage these things can take. And a straight-on front-facing tank First and another front frame. They can take a lot of damage because all that's reinforced in the front. They're also reinforced in the side. Well, I was shooting these sons of bitches in the back when they were running that's away. That's where their weakest is, and that should be an instant kill. Now, by God, I felt like while I was running it, we're talking about tank chasing in a minute. We're not there yeah, yet. Yeah, no, we're not. Uh, we got to build up to that. What I kind of felt like maybe a solution is 
if maybe you had like a supply depot or a town that was protected by a tank that was bigger. And, and there'd be like a caveat of, hey, this tank has got some kind of armor, your laser weapon's ineffective. Yeah. To where you actually got to battle wits with it. And when you destroy you like, like each level would have an optional, perhaps, yeah. boss like that that you could play and get one more laser shell, maybe. Yeah. So it'd be like, you know, you laser shell somebody, and you're like, oh shit, there's like three tanks in a row over here. Like, I had to go get that laser shell if I'm going to stand a chance. Or yeah. So I, maybe something like that. Yeah. But I don't. That's an outmaneuver. You know, play, play a little game, you know, back and forth. Like, it could be slower to shoot, it'd be a slower tank. But it takes way more damage. So, but the damage that it does to you is probably more too, since it's a bigger tank. But again, right, I feel like it should be like a a slower reloading tank, like something where you're like, hey, I can't just roll in here uh, and tank spam it. it. Yeah, tank it uh, per Good se. Good job. And Good job. Uh, I didn't even mean to do that one. <laughs> but you got to actually have your wits, which is another thing is I don't think the game really had a whole lot of strategy to it. No, it was straight up charge in, find the one, find, first off, locate enemy on your overhead. Okay. Your overhead HUD. We're, we're going to go ahead and go into this and say, I thought the navigation was a fucking nightmare. To oh, 100%. Uh, the navigation 100%. fucking sucked. Uh, okay. Forget, I had this actually in the make it. I've put it in the wrong section. Uh, I noticed it. Uh, the navigation, you can get close. The overhead map makes it tolerable. Makes you get close. But by God, looking at horizons upon horizons of desert and sand while you're driving in the first person sucks. And, and looking and, for a pencil. And then all of a sudden you can see like a damn... Uh, cannon bomb go over you like bombs over Baghdad yeah and you're like oh shit here we are and I was like let me guess it like say this kind of goes in the strategy and it's like I don't know how yours is it's like if you said hey George explain to me how do you think this tank battle is going to go I'm going to go oh okay well I'm going to locate him and maybe get one or two shots off and the son bitch is going to run away and then I'm going to have to go to the overhead map trying to figure out how to throttle up by accidentally reversing finding the son of a bitch and then he's going to run off on me two or three times before I kill him that's basically what's going to happen and it's not really fun and there's not really a whole lot of strategy I don't think in it other than shoot the guys messages you can keep them in your sight like you're going to run to him head on you're going to see him pivot and then uh, take off. But that navigation was pretty bad. Even when you're chasing that damn tank down in the middle of the fight, you have to be right on top of the sun bitch, and you don't know what directions he's really coming from. Yeah, no, no, you don't. And that that was the thing. And and that got that kind of leads in. I've got a, a note of chasing fucking tanks down sucks. Yeah, it really does. But like I said. I, I give them, like I said, what made the game playable and the make it side for them was to be able to travel in the overhead HUD. But on the break it side of that is it was, it wasn't impossible, but it was so damn difficult. It wasn't fun. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Uh, because like I said, you're in the overhead HUD and you're flying towards this tank. And then I think, I, I think you get an indicator, you know, or your tank shades, or there's a sound and you're like, Oh shit, I'm near it. And so you got to hurry up and try to hit the button to get out of the map. And I'm like you nine times out of 10, I'm full bore driving. Oh yeah. So I, whenever I back out of the thing, I've already drove past the dude. So oh, yeah. then I'm like, well shit, then I got to throttle down, spin around. And that's some bitch ain't got no problem turning. No. Like I'm over here, like trying to shoot straight line, trying to line up my D pad while I'm driving and throttling up and shooting. 
which may be the way it really is in a damn tank. Uh, you would think there's a better method if that's the way it is in today's day and age. But yeah, this guy's just over there and he just turns right in front of me. And by God, when he hits the throttle, he gone. He's mm -hmm. just scooting, scooting on out there. Yeah. Uh, I the, the navigation and that... What was so bad was the navigation in first person was so bad you had to use the overhead. You had to. Which saved it. But when you're chasing fucking tanks down, it really sucks yeah. trying to chase down this one little blip out of this yeah. whole day. Yeah, dude, I'm, like I said, I, I, I got to roll into it now. Because like I said, get it. I mean, these damn tanks could turn on a dime and they had to have nitrous. They've been watching Fast and the Furious, man. Dude, those Too soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too soon, motherfucker, and boom, they gone. Not only is it that, but they also probably watched The Hangover and had old Chow in there going, toodaloo, motherfucker, and gone. Dude, it was so... And then by the time you chased them down, they're already turned back facing you and already hitting you with cannons, and you're like, listen, you motherfucker. So it was like three aspects. is locate, dude. Actually Shoot. getting him in your actual sights. Maybe get a couple hit, of shots. Yeah, maybe hit him. Find dude again. Hopefully, if you got your shit in one sock, you can damn kill him on the second time. More likely, it didn't happen for me. No. And then it was like, find him again, and then try to do it, and then find out where the fuck you're at. Yeah. Uh, to me, to me, I saved laser weapon to the last one, because I'm like, I fought so hard, I'm just smoking this yeah. bitch one and hit. And then also, during that whole locating him, make sure that you make sure you remember to throttle down, or you're going to run into a minefield, or you want to use all your gas up. Well, and that's the thing. As if this doesn't, as if this sounds frustrating enough, yeah, you can run out of fucking gas. What the <laughs> hell is this? Now, I've heard, I've heard the stories where the tanks are actually like way back when speeding through the desert and they, the tank was so well, uh, so much more maneuverable, you could get away from the folks, but they didn't have enough fuel. Yeah. You'd run the, out of fuel. The, the that. fuel consumption. That's cool. I don't need that in a fucking Super Nintendo game. No. Like, Give me that in World of Tanks or something modern day. But, uh, uh, yeah, I don't need that in a Super Nintendo game where I have no option of getting out of a tank or anything like that. Yeah, like, this no. isn't Fury. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, what do I got to do? Just crawl down the bottom hatch and hide? Spoiler alert, you know, if you ain't seen this movie, that's probably like 10 years old now. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, running out of gas, that was like an ultimate dick move. They didn't have to do that, and they went there. And I, I guess it's realistic, and uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like there's a lot that probably is realistic in this game, as it says. But it's like, this is a 1992 freaking Super Nintendo game. Uh, sometimes you got to make it playable instead of as historically accurate. Because I bet you could go through here and probably find 100 things that is not accurate with either these missions that are supposedly over real maneuvers or the way the tanks look or the weapons. So it's like, come on, give me something to go with. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, I really do. And, oh, God, I mean, I, I said, th there's a thousand things we can pinpoint about this game. I've got like two more, and they're my big ones. They're your big ones? Yeah, so I don't know if you're done. Let's say tank chasing wasn't your biggest? No, or? no, and I think this is really its fatal flaw. I don't know that it's really my biggest. I did hate tank chasing, but... Uh, my, my whole aspect was the tank chasing and randomly running the uh, landmines and running out of gas. That was running run into the landfill. You get them yeah, I mean, old dirty doppers yeah, and I mean, chicken the, grease. I mean, the, the, those are landmines in their own yeah, right. That is true. <laughs> a little bit of methane when you pull that yeah. damn trigger. But, I mean, besides that, like I said, it, 
I appreciate the realism or the attempted at realism. I just think it failed. You're right. Because it was too early for that much realism. And even now, realistic games, there's still like a little area that you can run into, like a little depot that gives you a little extra gas, a little extra fuel, a little extra ammo. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think with the Ace Combat games, like whenever you do one of those long haul flight games, there's a refueling point. Yeah, even if it's where you had to go there and hit a button and it there's says something. refueling and you're constantly like on the look. Yeah. Uh, and it could get interrupted any minute, but at least there's something. Yes, yes. And you could even put an aspect where that station could actually get destroyed or something. Yeah. But to me, for what it is, I mean, we're talking about all this stuff, you know, the controls, there's a lot going on. When you break it down, it is a simulation game to me. And it is a very simple game. Like, even though there's complicated aspects, it's find tank, find helicopters, or helicopters find you, find scud launchers, destroy. Yeah. Like, it's it's search and destroy, but uh, you throw in just some stuff that, I feel like they didn't need to with running out of gas and some of that, but it's it's search, it's destroy. And the game overall to me what killed me on it, and I mean we're talking like two levels in. This game was so super repetitive. Hundred percent repetitive. If you played the first stage, I felt like you, you played, played them all. all. And uh, yep. uh, you know, you might have more tanks, you have different stuff to shoot. It's it's the same thing. It's wash, rinse, repeat. And Seek the, and destroy. And the game's not really fun to begin with. And it's really not fun because it's super repetitive. So, like, those things together, when you put something like, you know, I've referenced Halo, you know, 15 seconds of fun, repeated it. It, Call it, it does get repetitive. Call it but you take that essence of fun and you just, you keep going back yeah. to repeat, repeat, repeat. It wasn't that fun, but you kept repeating it. And it, it fell flat for me. Yeah. That, to me, I think is what the uh, kiss of death was on this game to me. And I'm going to leave that as my last yeah, I right. agree. I agree. It was 100% repetitive. It, it was one of the most repetitive games I've ever played. But to me, that didn't bother me so much because I knew what it was. It's a, There's not yes. much you can do with the tank game. It, it was an okay game. To me, you know what? While we're sitting here doing this, I wrote this down. This is what it felt like. But this game, if you said, hey, explain it to me, is like this game felt like one of the Gundam or mech games mixed with Flight Simulator. But the Gundam games are way more fun, and Flight Simulator is way more fun. I don't know, man. Yeah, I was going to say, with the exceptions, you know, this is essentially, imagine, okay, we have correlation, it seems like, between these games. (laughs) You know, we got two FX chips. We got two sports games. Uh, What was it last time we got all the movies games? We got Arnold games. Think of it this way. I feel like this is tied in with Super Strike Eagle. What if this is the tank on the ground shooting Kaka Kaka Boom Boom? Even though you don't see really a jet, but. see that, that that's a possibility. That's that's what I'm thinking. Like like we we joked about it and said that oh uh, what was it uh, that uh, Super Mega Force was a flight simulator game. You're right. What if what if we were wrong about calling that flight simulator? What if that was just a simulator game? It could be. It could be. So what would we rank? What would we, what would we call Super Super Mega Force? Or Space Mega Force? Yeah, Space Mega Force. I don't know. I caught a lot better than both of these games. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I agree with that. But, but I'm thinking one of those things along the lines of, like, say, arcade-ish. It had an arcade yeah, feel. Yeah, that's right. I, I feel fair with that. Now, I don't really know what you call that shooter, like the 1942, the Galaga or Gal- Galaxy yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, it was more than just side-scrolling like a centipede. But I feel like, uh, I, I don't know 
I, I'm just going to call arcade it arcade shooter. Yeah, I'm just going to call it an arcade shooter. Yes, I, I'm okay with that. I don't know if that's what it really is. So that I, tell us if you know, but that's what we're going to call I'm, it. I'm, so I'm just going to say this. I mean, I'm going to stick with. I think we're going to get an arcade style shooter game. Okay, okay, but well, you're calling it out. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not there. I'm not. I'm not processing. I, I, I got to write you down though. Is that arcade shooter? Arcade shooter. All right. Uh, I got price charting. I got fun facts that are very the pe- mild. The petty, fun facts. Fa- the petty yes. facts. And then we got speed runs. Uh, what do we normally do first here, Josh? Normally I go with the fun facts, but if they're petty and if they're good, I kind of want to save them for after okay. the speed run. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. And then price charting, that's probably the thing that will make you feel the best about this game. Oh, it, it fucking better be. Uh, if you tell me this is over $1,000... I will burn your house down. <laughs> so I've got the speed run here and they have people, of course, playing these on Genesis and Super Nintendo emulators. Uh, they're letting, I think it's pretty loose. I don't think there's a whole lot. Uh, there's four players doing four runs on this and six people following it. So they are not breaking it apart saying this is Super Nintendo and this they're is just the Genesis. Saying, they're just saying it's the speed run of this yes. game. Okay. They got emulators in there. Good they names. Got, uh, Yes, I, I like them. Uh, okay. I, I like them, you know. I mean, they're not like, lose your mind. I would not go out of my way, but I feel like we'll get a chuckle out of uh, There's four of them here, and I actually screenshot them so I can just read them out as okay, they are. Okay. Uh, that way I don't have to read my handwriting or copy. <laughs> or try to read your handwriting. Yes, because I did have all this saved once, and apparently I did not hit the save button, so I had to do it all again, uh, which was more time than I wanted to spend playing the game. Uh so, this one covers Super Nintendo Genesis Game Boy. I bet this game is probably all right on a Game Boy. I don't know how the hell you operate it on a Game Boy. I think it'd be a little... I mean, on Game Boy Advance, maybe you got the triggers. How the hell do you drive this son of a bitch? Yeah, I'm about to say, Game Boy Advance... And then you, you got, got like a... You have a window like the size of your freaking thumbnail to look at. Yeah, that would be bad. Uh, it might work out better because it's a little more simplified. I don't know. So, uh, there is... I will tell you, there's one motherfucker... That played this. It's ain't one guy that's not emulating it, and I tip my hat to him. Not emulating. Not emulating. So uh, they had beat the game quickest time, and then there's one that's called glitchless, and nobody did glitchless. So I did not care to go into it as much. I'm sure there's what probably, the fuck is glitchless? There like, must be some kind of glitch. Obviously. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care enough to look. Like, at does it. the Konami code work? No, I would say I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, <laughs> nobody's done it, so nobody's cared enough to do it. So I didn't care enough to look into it. But it literally says glitchless, and then parentheses empty. So to beat the, I think what was it, ten missions? Yeah, it's it like 10 how missions. quick do you think somebody would do this? The, I, I'm gonna give my number out there, and I bet you mine is grossly over because of how stupid they probably flew through it. I don't know. You might be on it. I would say 45 minutes. You're right on the the damn money. Really? You've split the top two. So let's just put this out there that this speed run was set. Three of these were set five years ago. One was set four years ago. So uh, pretty recent. They probably took these. They were going to take these to the grave. So the fourth place guy fourth out of fourth he's an american or he's got an american flag i don't really care uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's how i'm gonna call it uh he beat this game in one hour 34 minutes and 11 seconds his name was fluffy toy koi 
Lock it. Pretty Lock good. Lock it. Uh, this one is a flag that is white. It's striped white, blue, red. I don't know what that is. I feel like it's a European nation, I'm sure. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, he played it emulating. Now, the first guy, uh, Fluffy Toy Koi, emulated on Super Nintendo. This guy emulated it on the Genesis. Uh, five years ago, he said it at one hour, two minutes, and 37 seconds. Okay, okay. So, this is the motherfucker that actually played it on the Super Nintendo. Say, so, wait, what, what was his name? Uh, oh, I've, I've skipped over that. His name is Lexifer. Like Lucifer, but with Lexifer. Okay. Uh, so this guy is an American. The, the true. He's he he's tried and true. He he, he he's a damn super collector. Of this game. So the first one, the last place was one hour thirty four, one hour two. This motherfucker came in at forty seven minutes fifty three seconds. Damn. So he's whizzing, and this American, his name is Cats on Your Head. C a t s o n u r Head. Okay. So, okay. Not bad, not bad. And then this guy, I don't know if this is like, it's some kind of, it's not Norway. It's a freaking blue flag finish maybe with a yellow, you know, cross stripe. Uh, Denmark? No, I don't think it's Denmark. I think Denmark's got the red. I think this might be finish. Yeah. We, We barely can read our own damn handwriting, much less the countries of these folks. Uh, this guy, his name was J.K. Loser. So, okay, solid. He beat this game in forty-three minutes fifty-three seconds. That's the quickest run on it. So uh, it's not a short game, but I bet you forty-three minutes fifty-three seconds. Forty minutes is him chasing fucking tanks down. Yeah. Would be my okay, guess. Okay, now, now, now here, here's my question though. These are all with a glitch run, correct? Well, it just says I don't know what glitchless is. I don't yeah. know if it's a glitch on fuel. Weapons. I mean, if you tell me that you get unlimited, you could glitch it to unlimited fuel, unlimited laser. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be a game changer. I, I don't know that if you gave me unlimited laser shots, that I could beat the game before. Well, see, that's minutes. what I'm saying. So there's no, there's no glitchless run. Right. It's just so they these all ran it with some form of glitch in it. I don't know that they all ran it with a glitch in it, but there could be a glitch involved. I guess. What if I, I'm sure the guy that beat it in an hour and 34 minutes, there might just not be a whole lot of interest in it, but I feel like one hour 34 versus 43 minutes, there's something that's different. The, yeah, that's the thing, especially with that being on the regular Nintendo, on the Super Nintendo, you know, the original console. But that is also the only four runs that were turned in, so it could mean you could just do it and beat it in 12 hours and then put it on there, and I guess we're number five if they would accept. They wouldn't accept. They wouldn't accept us. Like us. No, 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 no. Absolutely. All right. So, let's go ahead and talk about a little bit of the, the fun facts. The petty facts. Yes, that is exactly what this is. So, uh, Gary Kitchen was uh, actually a developer and designer at Activision. And so, he left to start Absolute Entertainment. He left Activision. To go to Absolute. Now, we're talking Activision and like... Oh, yeah. Uh, th- I think is... Absolute was founded in 86, so I mean, yeah. Activision's pretty early on. But probably, I'm sure he did well in his life, but you know, to us now, that sounds freaking ridiculous. Yeah. Activision is all over the place. So, uh, 
I'm going to guess that Mr. Kitchen did not leave on good terms or he may have had a little bit of hurt feelings in there, which is fine. I appreciate that you hold that anger. So he named, he left Activision and he named his company Absolute Entertainment. And the reason that that name was chose, simply Absolute over Activision, was because it was in alphabetical order. It was above Activision, implying that it was superior. (laughs) But what's funny is I don't know if some of the Atari developers joined Activision. That's the same thing Activision did when they formed to put their name alphabetically over Atari. So Dude, okay, it's like okay. it's like okay. fish eating a fish. Okay, so I agree. I, this is great. Yes. But I'd be taught dog because you know what I would name my damn company? Ah. No, no, that- <laughs> Aardvark. Aardvark. It's AA. That's literally, the, I think, one of the first things in the dictionary. So I'm guessing, from what I read, Activision went with a name that was higher alphabetically than Atari. I guess if you pull up a game, I don't know why, but it was insinuating it was a superior and Gary Kitchen. Basically, I would love to say that when he walks out, it was kind of like a Jerry Maguire. I'm leaving. He probably throws a fuck you out yeah. there. No, and then he names it absolute because it comes above Activision. I, I see. I, 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 see I would man. love that if one of his guys left and they started Aardvark. Like, how dude, far is this going to go? This I see Gary Kitchen as that dude in uh, Clerks. You know, Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. You cool, but especially you. Fuck you the most. That is really the only kind of fact. (laughs) I had that in the buildup of it. But I'm like, I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I like it. That's solid. I tip the hat to you, Gary Kitchen. Gary. 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 Jerry. Gary. I don't know how you say it. Two R's in the Gary. Good job, Mr. Kitchen. That's it. There's actually his brother, I think, is in there, too, because he was part of the development. I think it was Danny Kitchen. I don't know. There's two cooks in the kitchen, I guess. Uh, Okay. All right. But there's only one sink. That is it. Uh, Price charting at eBay. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you this. They're both pretty close. On both accounts, what I see on eBay with shipping is $5 more, loose and complete, nothing new. That's fine. I mean, that's eBay, though, with the shipping. So I will go ahead and tell you. Uh, you will probably the best part of this game that you're going to feel is the price of it. I feel it's probably appropriately priced. So I'm giving you big hits on this. <laughs> All the way around from complete to new. Uh, might possibly, if I could get it for what price charting says and not the extra $5, I would probably buy this one complete. Uh, just to, to say. Because it's, it's affordable. <laughs> <laughs> so... With all those hints. With that in mind, that brings me back to Roger Clemens. Uh, <laughs> what would you say a loose copy of this game runs? Seven dollars. Well, you you're close. Price charting had six dollars fifty six cents. Uh, eBay pretty much going rate with shipping was like it was like four dollars plus five shipping nine ninety nine. Yeah, I call that, it nine ninety ten bucks. Yeah, I, that's why I said seven. I, I knew it was about five in between five and ten, so I. Seven. Do you feel good about that? Yeah. I, I, probably, I mean, at least it's not like $45. Yeah, yeah, no, right? fuck that, no. Uh, complete. What do you think a complete copy of this is running? I go with roughly 25 You're off. You're a little high. A little, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, because uh, I was, I times it by four. Yeah, I know, I know. So I just round it up. Okay, so I'm going to call this 21. 
close enough. Price charting at fifteen ninety five. Fifteen. eBay oh. had it at twenty. I don't know that there is one that is literally on both of them. eBay had it at ten and twenty for a complete. Had it at six fifty six on price charting fifteen ninety five. I don't know that there's a Super Nintendo game that we've had that maybe Roger Clemens. There was a ten dollar difference between a complete copy and a loose copy. There was. That's why I'm like, if you told me if I could get it for fifteen ninety five free shipping, I'd buy it right now. Uh, eBay is a little higher, twenty bucks, and I let me act like twenty dollars really damn matters on this game. Like, oh, I'm far more superior to spend that extra five dollars. I need to know that I'm winning. So I don't know that I can spend twenty something dollars on it, but uh, price charting. I did see there was some graded copies of the other Super Battle Tank game, uh, and they were like three hundred bucks, and they hadn't sold so because nobody wants to buy a fucking graded yeah, copy no, of no, no, Super no. Battle Tanks too. But price charting, I'm leaning on it. Why do you think a brand new, freshly sealed? I don't know if it's freshly. There's a new copy sold. I know at least one did because they have it ranked or it have they have it charted. Why do you think that runs? I'm gonna say forty bucks. Right there, about 40, 42. It would be my range. 48, 88. 48, 88. Okay. So, I mean, if you just wanted to say, hey, I own a brand new Super Nintendo game, if you can find it, which 48, 88 probably isn't going to be accurate. I don't know how, I know people buy the sealed games and it's probably more investment or flip, but uh, there's none out there. So, you know, you get some people like me with the illness and it's a game that somebody's got nostalgia for. Uh, it goes to auction. It could go way more than forty eight eighty eight. Somebody probably say this game sucks and list it for twenty four ninety nine. Each their own. Yeah. Yeah. So at least knowing that, do you feel like that is appropriate prices? I do. The the news a bit high for me, but yeah, I, I agree with that. So let's just say you had seven dollars, nine dollars let's okay, let's call it split it in the the middle. We'll call it eight dollars. That's not really the middle, but if I had a copy of this game, Josh, or $4 in my hand, and I said, pick one, which are you going to take? Honestly, I'd probably keep the game on this I one. think I would keep the game, too. I, I will tell you, I feel like the game is very mediocre. It was nothing to write home about, but it wasn't... It wasn't so bad that I wanted to... I, I think I could play this game to completion if I really wanted to. Yes, absolutely. To me, this is how this game would strike me if I was back in like 1992, 1993. Paint the picture. It's a Friday night. Going to Food City. I'm hoping. Or I've already, Mom stopped, said, hey, nobody's spending. Like, stop, you go to the damn save a lot, you rent a game. I pick up this game, I probably play it, and I'm like, this sucks. But then while I'm waiting on my buddy to call me, see if I can come over and spend the night, I'd probably, while I'm waiting on the phone ring, put this in, hammer through a mission. As soon as the phone rings, turn that son of a bitch off. Yeah. Uh, I think I could enjoy it but, if I had and, nothing and, to do. And then if your buddy said, hey, spoke to the parents, you can't come over, then you're I like, would probably play this game, but I would go to bed at my actual bad time. I don't think I would stay up late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think there would be any. Well, I don't know. That, that ranges on because there's no save system. If I was drinking beer in today's day and age and I got six six freaking, like Space Mega Force, and I hate to even compare it, but there was a point where I'm like, I'm too far in. Can't and go, like, can't give me go a to beer. Bed. I'm going to hammer this yeah. bitch out. Like, it's pissing me off, but it was still, it, it was more fun. But I don't know. I felt like it was a very mediocre game. So you ready to rank this biatch? Yeah. All right. So me and Josh. 
I say it's uncanny, even though we're really on the second season. This is our, <laughs> our 29th game. Uh, we appreciate different games. Uh, he's more of a fighter guy. Uh, we're two I'm, different styles of games. We are. I, I'm, I'm a... I'm a RPGist fighter person, which I'm just going to throw this out here real quick. I mean, okay. did you see that they're remaking my uh, Mario Quest for the Seven Stars? RPG? I did. Yeah. I did see that's coming out. Yeah. I never played it. Guess who's going to have that bitch on pre-order as soon as it comes out? <laughs> Are you going to get like a pin or like Dude, a- I better. I better okay. get something from Nintendo. Well, hopefully. Hey, I'm calling it right now. You call an arcade shooter? I'm calling the Super Mario RPG next time. You're just going to cut off that one game? Yes, Super Mario RPG. <laughs> okay, I will go ahead and tell you this. If I get it, you got to buy me a copy of the new game. Fuck you! <laughs> There's no telling how much that thing is. It's like a one out of 600 chance. It is, but that game could probably be like $1,000. No, it's going to be fifty nine ninety nine. Nah, bullshit. Alright. <laughs> Ranking 1 through 8. Okay, here's the deal. If I'm right, the beer's on uh, you next week. That's fine. If I'm wrong, the beer's on me. I've got a cooler full of beer up there, so yeah, we're, we're saying, good. We're good. We're good. We're covered either way. Okay, uh, one through eight. I'll take you to the Waffle House. Ta- sold, sold. <laughs> uh, or we could go to Mexican and share the super nachos. Oh, that's solid too. Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like the trezo part more than anything. Yeah. So, but either way. One through eight, we have exact same Josh. We do. Mega Man X2 is number one reigning champion. Maybe next next week we end this season. We might find out if Mega Man X2 is the best game that we've played out of the 30, which is a pretty good chance. If not, I mean, I feel like we're one and two in it here. Space Mega Force is number two. Solid game. Uh, American Tale, Fifle Goes West, number three. Again. Pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. And then you start, I feel like them are the top tiers from this season. They're probably broke down actually into threes, actually. Yeah. Uh, number four, NBA Live 95. Decent little sports it, it, game. But if you break them down to three. Uh, I think there's a big gap between Fifle and NBA Live. Yeah, Mega Man, Space Force, and Fifle, I would say, are A tier. Mm-hmm. Fifle is A tier because. Of the whole fact that if we didn't play Mickey and Minnie's Circus, that would have been an amazing game. Right, absolutely. Uh, so we're grading we're grading Fifle on a bias type deal. Fifle got Mickey did him dirty. Yeah, hundred percent. So so NBA Live is a definitely a B tier game. Right, right. Now, for this Even season, though, for this season, yeah, it may be way worse. But yeah. we got NBA Live. It, even though the name sounds good and it rolls off the tongue. I it mean, does. NBA, NBA Live 95. God, it's so good. <laughs> so good. We've got it at number four. And then we hit the duo of FX chip games of Dirt Track FX. And I'm going to go ahead and cut and you And Vortex. That's it. Number four and five are B tier. Well, I've, I figure you pick your tier. It's either Dirt Track FX, Vortex, B tier. Or Dirt Track FX, B tier, Vortex. I do think it is. Vortex is a C tier. I think you're right. And I, I say C tier through F tier is at the bottom. So uh, yeah. Mega Man X2. Yeah, there's no D tier on this. Mega Man X2, Space Mega Force, Fifle Goes West. Number four is NBA Live. 95. 95. 
Uh, number five is Dirt Track FX. Number six is Vortex. Number seven is Hit the Ice. Number eight is Kakaw, Kakaw, Boom Boom, Super Strike Eagle. So, Which those last two are F tiers. Yes. Uh, so, Josh, do you know? Are you going to? I mean, I, I've got mine wrote down. I don't know. I can. I don't know if you talk through it, if you can convince me off of where I'm at on this game. And I feel like I'm probably accurate on it, but I don't really know how I, I feel about it. I don't think I have to talk you down at all. Okay. I really don't. I'll go ahead and tell <laughs> do you Do you this. think you know where I rank this? I do. <laughs> okay. Well, let me look here and see where I did. Uh, okay. Say, because I'm just going to go straight into it. I'm not going to I'm not gonna talk this out or whatever, because I personally think this is right under NBA Live 95. So you're telling me... I think it's better than Dirt Tracks. So you're telling me Super Battle Tanks for this season falls right off the mountain. Uh, Rushmore, right? Rushmore's only four. It falls right off of it, though. Yeah. Just because... And and, and, and I'll explain to you my... Uh, I'll wait. I'll wait until after you're done before I explain why I moved it right there. We're gonna I, do, I, I don't want to sway you. I don't want to sway you. Well, we're going to do something a little different here. I've done wrote my number down. You will did. You, will you fold it up and tell me what that number is? It is number five Fuck. as well. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what's your reason? What's your reasoning? Okay. Now we got to discuss. What's your reasoning? <sighs> okay. Yeah. So... You know, you're looking at, like I say, you're looking at these tiers. Mega Man, Space Force, Five. They're on a different level. Yeah, 100%. Way different level. So, really where I'm going is I didn't enjoy this game. It wasn't, like, god-awful, but it wasn't it wasn't good. So, I'm like, I need, I'm not going from the top down, I guess, really. How fun is this game ranked against others? I'm looking at how much better was this than the worst games. How, where does it fall in the better or the worst? Yeah. Super Strike Eagle is horrible. Like Worst. There was a point where I'm like... Five minutes in, Super Strike Eagle saying, "Is this worse than Untouchables?" And I, I don't think it is. But I, we're going to look at the whole list after we're, the next episode, yep. and then we're going to have to come to terms with where we're going to be. Super Strike was pretty bad. Uh, Hit the ice, I thought, really fucking sucked. It was a bad game. Vortex. Now, it's kind of a weird game. I have a little bit more appreciation, but I'm like, it really wasn't fun. And the part where I'm like, NBA Live '95, I had way more fun than this game. Yep. So then it comes down to where's Dirt Track FX to me? Where does that fall? And I really don't think Dirt Track FX was really that fun. I think way back when I probably played the shit out of Dirt Track FX. Yep. And I think that I can walk. I don't think that there was much. I ain't gonna say there ain't much challenge, but I think Dirt Track FX. It kind of felt like a game that was just kind of put together because they said, hey, we got an FX chip. Let's put something together. And I don't say that Super Battle Tank. Now, you could probably argue and tell me why Dirt Track FX is better than Super Battle Tank. But Dirt Track FX, I think, kind of, and maybe it's the FX chip. Visually, gameplay-wise, I didn't think it was that great. Super Battle Tank, I don't think it was that great. But it didn't throw in as much extra shit. I mean... It, Super Battle Tank, if you can get the controls down, and then you just go through boring gameplay. Now, Dirt Track FX, I thought a lot of the gameplay was pretty boring, but then you're racing other people that could eliminate you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that Super Battle Tank is that much better than Dirt Track FX. But to me, I think I would rather play that if you said, hey, here's two games. 
you got to play them one time. I might play them for an hour. Maybe I go dirt tracks. But if you said, hey, you got to play these and beat these games, I'm playing Super Battle Tank. I could just get done with it maybe quicker. That was me. That's my reasoning is I think I could beat Super Battle Tank faster than I can complete a complete circuit and win a circuit with dirt tracks. I think that if I beat Super Battle Tank, I would feel more pleased, more satisfied with beating the 10 levels of that going on than racing around the same damn track that looks like the same damn triangles and polygons. Yep. Now, same triangles and polygons, when you put that, insert that in Star Fox, was magnificent. It was. You put it in Vortex, and, and, and it didn't really work out too good. In Vortex, I wanted to be better than it was. And Star Fox was the first game they released with the FX chip. I think it so, was. I'm not sure. I know it was only eight. Yeah, I think, I think Star Fox was. So that means that they had that tier. They had... And, and that sucks for the FH chip, the people who created the FH chip, because they set that bar so high. Well, I go ahead and tell you, I've never played Super Mario World 2 or whatever, the one Yoshi's Island or whatever. I've never played it. That's an FX chip. I think that's going to be a banger. I'm looking actively forward yeah, to playing that. Yeah, I will that. say, I agree. I kind of done fell out of the Super Nintendo by that time. That's why I'm like, hey, 94 is pretty much the end of it for me personally. Yeah. But... I never really got it. I don't even know when that game came out, but I was kind of the ship had sailed on that. And yeah. then I was really getting into uh, upcoming uh, Nintendo 64 hop and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, shit, we got one more game, Josh. Are we going to damn be twinsies all the way down? I can guarantee this. I, can, I can't guarantee this, but I will say that I guarantee this. If we pick all 10 games the same, I can guarantee that when we put them into the ranking, the it's rankings, not going to match. It is not going to match. It's not going to match. And I think it's going to be fun because we forgot about some games. And, you know, it's kind of like Dragon View. We felt like we did it dirty. Uh, uh, it was bad when we played it, but then when we played other games, it's like it really ain't that bad. So it's kind of, I'm View, interested. Yeah, Dragon View, we did do dirty because that, that was a very first game that we started with. And I feel like when we get into these middle tiers, when you're talking the B and C tiers, when we get in there, it's just personal preference. It is. I can't argue that you're going to be wrong or you're going to be right. But the bottom tier and the top tier, I think, is going to be pretty interesting. There, there's an order there. So uh, I feel <laughs> there's like an order there. the bottom tier, I feel like, could be a fight to the death on whether you say one game is worse than the other. I think we could disagree. And at the top tier, the same. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've already said Fafel Goes West isn't as good as Mickey and Minnie, so I expect that to be lower than Mickey and Minnie on both our lists. But Space Mega Force, Mega Man X2, that's going to be interesting. That's rankings. up there. That's up there. I mean, I think at first you're going to determine is Mega Man X2 better than Star Fox? And then it's like, where, regardless of where that is, where does Space Mega Force fall in there? Yeah. Because you're talking Mickey and Minnie. I can't even remember the other 20 games off the top of my head. But, uh, I remember one. What? Untouchables. Oh, yeah. Was, <laughs> I mean, you do something good. with. I will never forget Untouchables. Yeah. It was that's that it, bad. That's, if you do something great, you remember it. If you do something absolutely horrible, you remember that. It was, it was bad. I don't know. We're going to wrap it up here. We're going to come in with the last game of this season. Josh has called a shot. He says, Arcade Shooter. I'm freaking... You doing a hand motion and <laughs> spooging. spooging and saying it's going to be the Super Mario RPG, which would completely devastate the rankings. Oh, there. it 100% would. Uh, never played it, so I would actually quite look forward to doing it. So I guess we're going to get out of here. We're going to get this season, wrap it up, and then it should be more fun and tomfoolery re-ranking these and starting season three. Yep. All right, see you guys. See you guys.